trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table again and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio I'm Carolyn Harding and today I'm talking with Chuck Lind and Lynn Stan with Simply Living a community organization that celebrates and connects people to learning opportunities that promote community sustainability, environmental awareness, and our local economy through educational outreach and partnerships within our community. Chuck Lind is an educator, environmentalist, activist, an advocate for locally owned businesses, and co-leader of the Ohio Coalition for Public Banking. He is a founding board member of Simply Living, serves on the board of the Ohio Sustainable Business Council and the advisory committee for Elevate Northland. Chuck is married to Sheila Fox and together they volunteer and contribute to grassroots movements working to make our community more resilient and less dependent on the interests of corporate monopolies. Lynn Stan, born and raised in Columbus, has always felt lucky to wear these tags. A twin, an Old Town East resident, an Eastmore High School graduate, business and arts administrator, local entrepreneur, connectician, and the one who married Charlie Einhorn, who was part of the energy that created ComFest and the Hot Times Festival. Lynn is a board member for Simply Living and her 2021 mantra, mantra is assets, alliances, and actions. All help make a compassionate and sustainable community. Welcome, Lynn, and welcome, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you, glad to be here. <laughs> Simply Living was founded in 1992, almost 30 years ago. What was the impetus? to create this compassionate, sustainable community hub in Central Ohio. Chuck, why don't you give us the rundown of what made you start it? Uh, I'm the logical person to, because I was one of the founding board members. So I was there at the foundation and Marilyn Mel, I'm sorry, Marilyn Welker is the uh, founding mother of Simply Living. And back in 1990, we had an amazing turnout at at Whetstone Park for the 20th anniversary of Earth Day. And Marilyn attended that. We were just totally blown away that 20,000 people showed up. And Marilyn had the impulse then to think, whoa, we, you know, this, this is amazing. People are really thinking about uh, their actions, their lifestyle, what difference is it gonna make in the earth and saving the earth, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, she came up with the idea of let's form an organization that focuses on lifestyle changes. What do the, what decisions do I make in my life that affect the environment? So, you know, kind of a new, simply living, referencing the fact that uh, uh, it's kind of a new community, a new culture, a new way to think about where my food came, you know, what kind of food do I eat? What an impact does that have on the environment? Am I eating meat or not meat or local meat? <laughs> uh, what kind of energy? What kind of uh, choices do I make about getting around town? Do I live closer to work? Do I drive an efficient car or no car, ride a bike? Uh, what all of these 
factors, uh, you know, how, how, how do you get around all these choices that we make every day? Where do we shop? Do we shop locally? Blah, blah, blah. Though that was the original impulse for the organization. But over 30 years, things have changed a bit and we've evolved more toward paying attention to, uh, let's say policies at the local or national level. So people realize that yes, we collectively can make a difference in terms of the choices we make, but we would also love to have more we're kind of the grassroots level and Lynn likes to talk about the grass tops. So we want the people who are at the making the decisions, which it could be us, but we want to, we want to communicate and get this agenda on the policy table so we can have people at the, at the Columbus City Council, the mayor, the governor, uh, the, the president, uh, our legislators, all making decisions that relate to paying attention to the environment. This is a big issue. And of course, there's many issues that have surfaced over the years and we can maybe talk about some of those later, but definitely need good policies. Lynn, how did you get involved with Simply Living and how long have you been involved and what's your capacity? I know you're on the board. Um, I think I got involved really back in 90, probably following the after that Earth Day event because I, I was there. And um, I kind of been um, active in, as a involved in off and on over over the years. Like I would come to things, um, but it was really when Connie Everett was on the board that I really realized that wow, Comfest and Simply Living have so much in common, and that and I always say. Confest celebrates it for two and a half days and simply living works on it for all year long. And by seeing that Connie and trying to connect what the spirit and purpose side of Confest through her involvement in simply living kind of really kind of set my thinking about, well, maybe that's something I could do and would do. And then when Connie left the board and then I was asked to join the board, not because of that, but just along that line, then I was very happy to kind of get involved because it is, um, I'm a connectician. So when you have an organization like Simply Living that is really talking about all these unusual types of subjects, then it really just is exciting. And then I see so many different ways that people can connect and where it does, it's speaking for them, but it's also speaking about them and speaking about those businesses or those individuals that are trying to make change and whatnot. So I find that part really exciting. Plus I'm a huge Chuck fan. He knows that. <laughs> okay, so that's what I'll continue. I, I didn't know, Lynn, you've been involved that long. And um, I have known Chuck um, primarily from my work with the Columbus Community Bill of Rights, which has been around for about eight years. And you were one of the first groups to embrace us and support us and continue to do so. And we'll talk more about that a little later. As Lynn well knows, and most people that work with you, Chuck, he is more than the Energizer Bunny. I mean, it... There's nothing simple about Chuck's work as an activist. It is very, very diverse and um, uh, just amazing. So I'd like you to talk about some of the projects that you are working on right now with Simply Living and what you're focused on besides um, uh, lobbying and trying to change policies. What are the, some of the tangible things that you're, the people that are involved with Simply Living take um, are, are participating in? Let's start with you, Lynn. 
Um, I would say right now because of the oops, yeah, um, because of the uh, city um, end of the month is accepting feedback on the climate action plan. That is something that we've been really trying to do is to host gatherings for people to come together for information. And we're currently working on one more um, that could happen maybe next week. We're trying to finalize the time by working through Green Spot and the Sustainability Department at the city because. Um, we really haven't, I haven't really heard the city uh, make a presentation. So because of what some things I'm trying to do in the Near East Side, it took me to the green spot and having this conversation of sustainability. And so we think that we will be able to do one more presentation um, specifically about the climate action plan. The city itself is doing one on March 28th with the impact group, I believe. Um, um, but maybe I can give you the links for that for, for later for people to check into it. And um, I think the other thing that we're really trying to do is um, there's been a lot of initiatives during COVID of how do you find people that are local, businesses that are local. And that's been an ongoing challenge of Simply Living. Um, and it really goes back to... Um, SOL, S-O-L-E, support our local economy, sustain Ohio local economy, whatever you want to make those little S-O-L-E stands for. Um, but it's also a way to um, try and work on a database that is about local businesses. And then in our dream is also to overlap on that where some of their efforts to um, be more sustainable and being green along the process too. So that's a little snippet <laughs> of um effort to trying to do a database. And that's really in conjunction with the Ohio Sustainable Business Council and um, and some others too. So that's a good example is we do a lot of things that really involve other outside resources that come to the table and work with us. So it sounds like you ally yourself with a lot of groups. Like you said, you're a connectician. And um, I am curious because this is a central Ohio hub, how you guys can Im impact all of grassroots in Ohio. Chuck, why don't you take that one on? How can all folks in Ohio benefit? Uh, yeah, um, let me go back a little bit and pick up on Lynn's comment about SOLE, S-O-L-E, support our, our local economy was the original uh, concept. And we had a grant from the Columbus Foundation, about $15,000, and we worked for seven years on this idea that connecting local business with sustainability. Okay, people don't always make that connection. Yeah, you make choices, but the shopping local was one thing, but eating local was another, and banking local was another, and investing local, whereas we were allied with the Economic and Community Development Institute, which makes micro loans to small businesses, and there's a way for you to invest your money locally right here in uh, actually statewide now because ECDI is statewide. They have offices around the state and people in Ohio can in, can take a, for example, uh, a CD, take it out of the circulation and take that $3,000, $5,000 and put it in the Invest Local Ohio Fund that ECDI operates. All of that money will then be invested in small locally owned businesses. Now, what's the connection? We did a what we call a meta-analysis. There's a group called Civic Economics that fortunately is, um, you know, they're a nonprofit, uh, and, but they make all their data and studies available. And they've done these studies around the country of cities, counties, states, showing how purchasing locally keeps more money in the local economy. And we have a little card that uh, uh, reflects that little 
conclusion from that study, which basically says in Franklin County, if we just shifted our shopping 10% from chain stores to locally owned businesses, it would save $312 million approximately and create 5,000 new well-paying jobs. Wow. So that's just 10%. So what the message of that is, and it's a, that's a generalization, of course, there's lots of different ways. Some, some take more money out of the local economy and put it more into the investors or the supply chains or whatever, but locally owned businesses invest locally. They market and advertise locally. They use their own accountants, their own attorneys and advertising people. It's all local and keeps the money circulating locally, which makes our community more resilient, more able to deal with services to uh, to all people and uh, more taxes. So that's the connection. More resilient communities, more wealth, more able to take care of our citizens. So that's an area that uh, really makes the connection pretty clear to people, but still it's an issue. So we've kind of switched in recent uh, uh, last two or three years by collaborating with the Ohio Sustainable Business Council and because they are statewide and they are also partners with us in a new initiative called our Ohio Public Banking Coalition. Banking is a key part of this thing. One of the things that we've done in the United States is we've had only private banking you know, very little of the public. There is a state, North Dakota does public, they have a public bank. Your tax monies in North Dakota go to a deposit in a public bank, which acts as a kind of banker's bank and makes loans available to, to community banks and credit unions. So this is an opportunity for uh, spreading that concept, that model to not just states, but to cities, counties, any municipal government where taxes are collected, why not put some of those, we're not saying completely get rid, private banks are welcome to do their, their work, but if you want to bank in the public interest and to do things like invest in affordable housing, invest in renewable energy, invest in uh, healthcare, uh, more even re renegotiating the terms of student loans where students are so handicapped by the, inability to buy a house or start a business. So all that can be done with lower interest rates. You can invest in small businesses, uh, lower interest rate and support local agriculture, urban Scott, agriculture. I know I'm going on and on. just station ID. This is Carolyn Harding with Grassroot Ohio. And I'm talking with Lynn Stan and Chuck Lind of Simply Living. And when I think about you, Chuck, I do think about local local, 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 and I think about local banks. When I think about you, Lynn, I think about connection, 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 and sustainability and the arts. Um, I was just about to wrap up, just to say that uh, we've held two town halls with the Ohio Sustainable Business Council, and we've been recruiting other collaborators. For example, Regionomics, we've, uh, we're looking at uh, uh, affordable healthcare results as an anti-poverty group that we're looking at becoming part of our uh, sponsors or partners as we move statewide to uh, expand our base. And there's a new, I'll say one thing real quick, any citizen, anybody interested in, in this concept of investing in our local economies, our local communities, 
can go to, I'm, I'm, it'll be available real soon if it's not already called friendsofpublicbanking.org. And there's a little explanation of public banking and anybody can, we need concerned citizens who are aware to push our legislators and our representatives to adopt community banking, public banking. Why? Because the big banks don't like it. And so we have a habit already of doing it a certain way. We need to change that model. So we want concerned citizens to push our representatives to say, no, we want banking in our interest and you need to make some changes. What, are, what again is that website? Friendsofpublicbanking.org. We can put that in the chat. Okay. Now, Lynn, you say what's important to you for Simply Living is assets, alliances, and actions. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, I think that um, I did not make it up. There's a wonderful guy that um, Chuck hooked up with out in um, the Washington, you know, the West Coast, and he's in a community. And this is, he had a whole series of talking about um, whether it's farming or looking at land that might be owned by somebody and it should be, a, it should be more public um, use. So for example, um, he sees that this school for people coming home have to walk really a long way around because there's a certain piece of land that is public land that is fenced off and not very safe to walk through. So by I'm recognizing that that asset was in the way of other people not being able to, you know, enjoy their space. They worked with the city and they made it much more part of a public walkway. So so they didn't have sidewalks, so they were actually walking not in a very safe way. So that to me was identifying an asset, forming the alliances, and together you can make an action and make change. And so I think that that is really the most of it is it's, it can't be just the neighbors doing things because I live in old town and we got tons of issues. So in our town, in our area, the commissions are in making a lot of decisions because there's so much housing going on. So in, in the in the gardens that are going on. So that to me is the assets is what how do we audit what we have and who is involved and how do we find ways to work together so we can all appreciate. That's really what those three come up down to. Excellent. Yeah. Another thing that um, I know that you are making alliances with um, coming up soon is um, you're working with the Ohio Community Rights Network on a, a film series called the Democracy Film Series. Can you talk about this series? Let's talk with start with you, Chuck. Yes, uh, Bill Lyons, who's the president of the Ohio Community Rights Network, uh, contacted us because we've done a whole series in the past of what we call documentaries, films, and and local solutions. And so we have been doing this for many years, doing looking at films and getting together a panel and then talking about how we can address that issue. The democ So Bill Lyons knows that we're having re reclaiming our democracy from this corporate influence, undue corporate interest in, uh, in how we do things. Uh, so he came to us because we've had experience doing that and promoting. So together we can both promote this film we can share cost of uh, licensing these this series of films. The first one is called "What Is Democracy," and uh, that's coming up uh, March 28th, real soon. Uh, and the the next one in the series is uh, "Help Me, Lynn." Uh, oh, "Invisible Hand," which is about the rights of nature, 
which is a great concept that uh, communities need to recognize that uh, and it's famous because the Lake Erie is a, a great example of a, of a local ecosystem that should have the right to thrive and be a, a lake without pollution and et cetera, et cetera, and needs legal standing. We need to reinvent our legal system to recognize this nature. We're, we're, humans have rights, but also nature because those two are connected. So we were happy to join in with this uh, process and look forward to uh, uh, watching this, the, the film and then having the director and leaders talk about how this is being addressed uh, in, in our communities. So that's how that started. Lynn, can you tell folks how people can tune in to watch these films? Well, they will be on the um, Simply Living site, I'm sure in other places too, and there'll be a click through. And I believe we've come to, um, it will be free, but donations are asked just because it's, it, it, that seems to work well overall. Um, and we definitely, accessibility is just so important. And um, the third movie is 2040, correct? Uh, or maybe. That, that's separate from, from the Community Rights Network. But, okay, uh, gotcha. but so, yes, we're looking at, you go ahead and talk about it. So um, there's a film 2040 and I had just seen it on the one, on a film festival that was out of Chicago, One World Film Festival. And um, it was, it's just, it's great. It's a what, really well done about look, looking at what do the youth want in the future? What is currently existing here now? Um, and how will we, um, we will all be better if we start building on that and making those more of situations and um, grander. So it's, it's really, it was a very, very, very moving. And I think that is definitely one thing that Simply Living has done in, in pivoting is, is taking things online. I mean, I can't think of how many different panels Chuck has put together um, about different issues or having people to see movies that were already out being circulated, but being able to come together and talk about it. And um, yeah, so. Okay, so once again, people can go to simplyliving.org. Correct. And, it, and it's clearly marked for the Democracy film series, or how is it marked? Um, it is, I believe it's up there now, Craig Chuck. So the first one is up, or? It's, it's, it's in our newsletter for sure. So if you go to simplyliving.org and click on, well, it'll start spewing forth the events. And, and these events are in our calendar. And uh, so you can find them there. And you can also find them at the Ohio Community Rights Network. So you can Google that. And they have a new flyer, which we're gonna be putting up soon uh, about the next films. So it's, it's uh, and I have a weekly blog that we put together every week that includes uh, updates in our calendar. And uh, not just our events, but all sorts of community events that relate to becoming more sustainable and resilient as a community. Okay, excellent. And this first film is what day? Sunday or what day? Sunday, March 28, 2 p.m. And like so many, now that we have to pivot, as, as they say, to online, they typically give you 24 hours to see the movie ahead of time and then hit the discussion. You can do it either way. You can, you know, but we decided to give people the option to watch it. We, in other words, we, you sign up, we send you the link. You can watch the film 24 hours ahead of the discussion and then tune in at 2 p.m. 
on Sunday the 28th or the following April event is April 25th, I think, uh, Sunday, 2 p.m. Kind of making that a series of easy, easy to remember dates. Excellent. Okay. So um, folks can tune into their website to see all the things that Simply Living is, is um, providing. I think, um, like I said, local, think local and connection and working with all grassroots organizations because you not only help um, folks in sustainability, but also in um, um, social justice as well. I'm sort of, as Grassroot Ohio, I have that same mission to, to connect grassroots activists that are working for justice in all areas. So I really appreciate what you do. And um, I'm curious, you are a nonprofit and how are you funded? And are most of your folks volunteers? Yes, <laughs> most of them are volunteers, a volunteer board, volunteer committees. And uh, we get, we, some people choose to become members. Okay, they, they can pay $20, $25 and become a member. Uh, or they can pay $10 a month or $5 a month. We're happy to have supporting members and businesses, local businesses uh, join as members at the business level, which is $100 or more. We have different levels. Uh, so those are the two primary sources. We also sometimes get grants. We're working on some grants right now as we speak. Uh, so we're we're not a well we're not a big organization. We have a part-time director, which uh, and part-time staff. Uh, so we need support if we can get it, and we get some support like from the five-dollar donations or whatever at uh, at a film that that we do. So there's a variety of sources, and you mentioned the activism. I did want to underscore that people come to Simply Living. They want to simplify their lives. They want to maybe they're they want to they're meditating and they're doing reiki and they're healing themselves and the planet and but we also have social activists and many people want to green the earth that's one of our main themes and we have a lot of people who are activists i myself have gone to dc been arrested for for democracy issues we've gone to protest the uh, uh both locally and nationally for the with bill mckibben's 350.org uh, organization we partner with them and and we organize demonstrations locally uh, so we're we're definitely have a, a group of activists and i love the quote from uh, van jones who says uh, the fate of humanity is now in the hands of activists becoming spiritual and spiritual people becoming active love it now i have um less than one minute so i want you to give me what you're grateful for and what gives you hope? All right, Lynn, you're first. What you're grateful for and what gives you hope? Um, I'm grateful to live in a city like Columbus that really is, um, it is unusual. It's, it is now the 14th largest city. Um, but I think it's just, I've always found that to be exciting um, on my whole life. And so that's what I'm grateful for. And I'm sorry, what was this next part? <laughs> what gives you hope? Um, honestly, the next generation. And then by them getting more active. And um, I think that, um, you know, not, hey, Confess covers four generations. Okay. That means a lot. That means that there is that many different generations of people who are out there now trying to be active. And I like being inspired by the younger ones. Thank you. How about you, Chuck, real quick? What are you grateful for and what gives you hope? I'm grateful for Lynn. <laughs> 
and all the people who are in Columbus that we're connected with that are trying to make the changes that need to happen. I think there's a growing awareness. I'm grateful for the fact that uh, uh, the internet and the ability to communicate our ideas and what needs to be done to a larger audience is great. I have children and grandchildren. And, and what gives you hope? My children and my grandchildren who are working to do the same kind of things I'm doing. I think if you look at the data, it's terrible. That's all the time we have, Chuck. Okay. I know you could fill a whole week of good things. Thanks so much today, y'all. Simplyliving.org. Thank you. Thank you, Gerilyn. Bye. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN.org, Grassroot Ohio will now air on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM.org, 92.7, 98.3 FM Columbus, and at 4 p.m. on WEJPLP, 107.1 FM in Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, everywhere. And thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.